Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. This is episode 45, The Wise and Foolish Builders. Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Boom. We're back. Boom. We are back. Episode now, 45, we tried really man. hard to get ahead this week. We tried so hard. Uh, and we both failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> I had to move it like twice, and then you couldn't do it once. Then and I just I'm can't. like, yeah. It wasn't even like, I didn't even try to move. I was just like, yeah, I can't do it today. <laughs> yeah, it's not possible. Yeah, I can't do it again. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Yeah, but we yeah, tried. Was, uh, and one day we'll be ahead of schedule. One it was day. a good effort. It was a really good effort, I will say. We tried. You know? We tried. We tried. But we're we here. Tried. We're trying to get you the content, people. We're trying really hard. Okay, let's be real. By getting ahead, uh, we're just trying to create margin for us so that when we inevitably move something, that's it's true. less you stressful. You never know that we were ahead, those listening. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> true. It's not like we hold up a newspaper with today's date, you know? We're good. Uh, what well, we do, but it's an audio podcast, so they don't see it. So it's yeah. Helpful. Yeah. But yeah, every here's week, a, I go a copy I the New York go Times. and buy a podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> A you podcast get, newspaper. I uh, almost made a comment about the New York Times, but we won't. <laughs> we'll keep it unpolitical around here. <laughs> Let's be real. We'll keep it unpolitical, and then we won't. Um, we're not a political podcast, I, I, but we do talk, talk about politics occasionally. Yeah, I, I, I've thought many times, I was like, man, I want to do a, pol- a political podcast so bad. <laughs> um, but... We can't do both. It's either right. this Jesus life or politics. Right. Or this can't, political can't life. can't live in both worlds. It's, the other side's too divisional. Yeah. Divisional? Really. That's not a word. Uh, disunified, hateful, terrible, hopeless. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. All those words. Yeah. Yeah. The Jesus is more life-giving. Let's day. stay here. Let's stay here. It's true. <laughs> Full of hope. So there's that yeah. piece. That's important. And we decided let's do that. Though... At times, maybe <laughs> maybe there are things I want to say about the world that I'll keep those, you know, to myself because I'm not on social media. I'm on Instagram, but that's it. Is uh, that really your only? I, you're not on. Did you delete Facebook, or you're just not on it much? No, I still I still have the account, but I don't. I deleted the apps and all that from my phone. Yeah, I use it. I left the app on, but only because I like Facebook Marketplace a lot, and I like it way better than Craigslist. Um, so I've like sold all kinds of stuff and bought all kinds of stuff on there. Usually random stuff I've like never had a, luck selling things on there. Really, dude, I've had great luck with it, yeah. but I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm. I've only tried to like sell more expensive things. Like I tried to sell a camera on there once. Right. And I tried to sell a drone on there once. Yeah. Um, and it's just scam crazy. Yeah. That's when I almost died. That, that story. I remember that. Yeah. For me, but I'm I selling. Assumed, really, I assumed I would almost have died. Yeah. I've bought like little kid. Like I bought a bike for my daughter there the other day and it was a great deal. A little kid's tricycle, you know, and, uh, and a balance bike. I actually got her two bikes, one for now and one for a little later. It's a balance bike. It's like, like a, a yeah, it has two wheels, but the seat you sit real low on so that you can like keep your legs on the, your feet on the ground. 
and there's no pedals. So you like learn what a, the balance of riding feels like it's supposed to like really help for when you get the actual, when they're big enough for an actual bike. You, Dude, when's the last time you rode a bike? It's been a long time, actually. Uh, I don't know, man. I've rode an exercise bike, but even that has been a while. You? I can't remember. Uh, I have a very expensive bike that my father bought me years ago. Really? Um, Yeah, and I was riding a ton then, but that was like Arizona. And then I rode a little bit while I was here in Colorado for like, I don't know, six or seven months I was riding regularly. Really? And then I don't think I've ridden since then. Wow. So it's probably been like four years-ish since I've ridden a bike. Wow, what about, when's the last time you've like thrown a ball, like ball and glove? Uh, with a baseball glove, a long time, actually. Yeah. But right? like I throw stuff all the time with Catherine because I'm teaching her to te- to catch, but she's like two, so it's not a glove situation, you know? Yeah. You just throw it at her face? like how does that no i'm teaching her i'm I'm just teaching the basic like when it i give her a one two three count and it's like okay hold your hands out in front of you you know and it's she's getting better at it it's fun not to one-up your daughter but um my dog just learned how to catch food in his mouth which (laughs) uh, i thought was a pretty cool win that is pretty cool now it was food so like right there's some incentive to figure it out very motivational Um, but yeah Yeah. Dude catches impressively so actually now. I'm like, okay. Oh, if it was so now my new thing is I keep stepping further back. Nice. See how far I can throw it. Dude, if it was chocolate, I think I could do the same thing with my daughter. Uh, <laughs> 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 or fruit by the foot or Swedish fish. Like I think it would work. Fruit by the foot. I Dude, she about loves fruit by the foot. foot. We bought a box a while back and we just give them to her every now and again. But <laughs> she like un unrolls it to the full like two and a half or three feet it is. And she's like to, about think, that. Eat it. Totally. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, man. You remember like the old school fruit roll-ups? Totally. That you yes. like, get at the grocery yes. store. They're like actual fruit smashed onto a clear yep. plastic mm-hmm. piece of paper. Dude. Totally. I remember like talking my dad into getting one of those. I'm like, can I please? Because it was usually like chimichungas. Which yes. I'm not yeah. against. Right. Uh, from, right. The, from the bakery area. Like, totally. Yeah. Let's go to yeah, Lucky's. Man. That's what it was called. Ah, you're making me hungry, bro. I it's it's one fifteen my time, and I haven't eaten lunch yet. And honestly, fruit by the foot has sounded really good right now. But I also know I would just crash immediately, so it's not going to be that when lunch does come. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I got to think about lunch too. I think about that. Too many things going on to try to. F- I'm leaving town, so yeah. Um, not that I'm leaving town right now. Those listening and know where I live and are going to plan on breaking in. I'm moving town. <laughs> We recorded like six weeks ago. I'm already back from leaving town. Uh, All you that's right. scumbags yeah, out there. Yeah, we're super far ahead <laughs> on podcast recording. We were just, that was a ruse um, so at the beginning. Just, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. There's cameras around here. I have a security system. I would say my dog bites, but we all know that's not true, and he won't oh, be here. Man. Um <laughs> Well, my neighbor's dogs, I'm pretty sure they bite. And I will let my neighbor know. You You're like, see anybody around here while I'm gone, bite them. Even if your dogs aren't around, you bite them. Just uh, let them know. Oh, my gosh. Would you rather uh, uh, get robbed? You know what the hardest part about leaving town is? What? What? Hardest part about leaving town is making sure you don't order anything like the week before. 
So that's, it doesn't arrive on your doorstep dude, while you're gone. That's a real consideration. That's a yeah, a real issue. I feel like I get one or two packages, packages a day like, this on Amazon. Here. <laughs> yeah, it's a little crazy. Um, oh man! But I think I don't think I have anything out there. That's not true. I do have one thing out there, but it's going to get delivered by the UPS or USPS. So it's going to go to my mailbox. Nice, but, nice. Uh, yeah, there was <laughs> that fear of like shoot. I don't have to text my neighbor and just be like, hey, dude, I'm going to get a bunch of packages. Um, uh, and this is this is, this is is going to look really bad on me, but it's going to be like eight or nine. Um, if you, you just bring them in each day, that'd be sweet. Just make a stack inside your house, please. Uh, yeah. I'll let them know. I'll, don't just let me know when you're there and I'll just unlock my front door and yeah. walk right in. Dude, hopefully you trust your neighbor. It'd be hilarious if he's like, yeah, I got you, bro. And then he just left his dog in your your house the whole time. (laughs) Facebook Facebook marketplace, man. It's going to be like next door. No, they're just going to be like, yeah, I don't know what happened. And then like sell all your stuff on marketplace. (laughs) They'll just have it open. cameras all over my house. Yeah. (laughs) While you're watching from like a thousand miles away, they're having an estate sale for you. And just everything goes (laughs) <laughs> including like, Matt, the- why are there movers in my house right now he's like what are you talking about he's like there's something wrong with your camera like, no, dude, like, i'm looking dude, at you you're literally pointing at the camera right now. i literally am watching you as you're unplugging the cameras dude he's like yeah Stop these it. things yeah. are get these- off my counter <laughs> he's like, dude, I, I, know sold- what you're doing. I sold your cameras for 20 bucks each man like i gotta unplug them <laughs> oh that'd be the worst oh yeah. Yeah. And you couldn't do anything about it. You just watch. Because <laughs> are you really going to call the cops? I guess yeah. you could, but like they ain't going to come. They don't care. It's not that. Like, what's the expensive thing they're taking? Your TV? Right. The cops can be like, yeah, we got we got murders going on. We're not we're not coming for a TV. Plus, before you're like, but it's you actively to, happening. You know, they'd have to be like, all right, I'm just going to take you through my COVID questionnaire real quick, Josh. Uh, six questions, and I'm going to need to talk to your neighbor because he's at your house, and I gotta I gotta get his answers before we can come. Uh, do you have the sniffles? Have you coughed? Have you sneezed? Do you have the sniffles? Have you been around anybody? The sniffles. Yeah, we should say to uh, bring sniffles back. Yeah. Bringing sniffles back. Um, now that we've wasted a lot of time and uh, your mom, since she posted about us. <laughs> Hates the banter. She updated her review about us. Hates that banter. We're going to get into it just just for your mom and show honor to her. Let's get into uh, it. I would say we do it for my mom, but again, let's be honest. My mom doesn't listen. Um, most of my friends don't listen. I don't know what that says about me. Um, but my friends are also your friends. So yeah. I don't know what that says about us. I don't know. But uh, all the people that do listen aren't related to us. Uh, yeah. Or we see on a regular basis. So thank so you. Thanks for listening. Thank you, non-related uh, if you know any of our friends from uh, far away. Yeah. 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 Uh, scold them. Um, let them know. Yeah. Shame them. Please. But yet, majority of our listens still come from Colorado. Uh, Makes sense of that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Who knows, man? Who knows? We're big in Colorado. That's what we know. Huge in Colorado. Colorado, Colorado, Arizona, California. Um, yeah, man. Are our big, our big places. Maryland, I just saw showed up on our list, but hey, oh. my sibling, my brother's there, and I know he does listen. So I have friends in Maryland the, too. The so you never know. But dude, with all that being said, what are we? Uh, what are we talking about? I know we're in parables, and I know the wise and foolish. Oh, about Jesus. You know, it's um, going to be about Jesus. That's the right church answer. Okay. Jesus. 
Um, I think actually, I think Jesus actually said this parable. I think like it came out of his mouth. So there's well, that. The words this are definitely red. About Jesus. The, they're red words. So we know. Yes, he did. Yes. Dude, that's funny. It's been a long time since I've actually opened a paper Bible. Really? So my words aren't red. I mainly, I mainly listen to the Bible. I've started every morning uh, before breakfast uh, with my daughter's breakfast time. I put it on for a little while, and uh, and it's good because then she's not asking about shows or songs or whatever. So, and I can listen as I get food ready. Works out. Nice. What are you listening to right now? I'm listening through Mark at the moment, which, dang, Mark has has long chapters. It's like, you know, when you listen to the Bible, you like want to know you made progress. But with Mark, it'll be like eight minutes on one chapter. Like, dude, come on now. Killing me. But yeah, I think Mark Mark 13 is where I was it's at. It's been a while morning. since I read Mark, I think. Yeah. Let's see. I don't remember reading it recently, so it's probably been a year or two. Okay, Mark 12. Mark's like that forgotten gospel. Like that one. Yeah. Where you're like, yeah, yeah, Mark, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. But Mark often, you know, Luke, John, Matthew, of Mm -hmm. course, those are kind of like the biggies. That's where everyone's quoting. And Mark's got some solid perspective on some of these stories. Dude, listen to this. Okay. Maybe that's our this next is this is this is Mark 12, the parable of the ta- tenants, which we talked about, then paying taxes to Caesar, where Jesus like one-ups the Pharisees, then the Sadducees and the resurrection, then the great commandment, then whose son is the Christ? Beware of the scribes, the widow's offering. Like that is one chapter of Mark. It's packed. It's like 50 verses, but yeah, man. Mark's solid. It's good stuff. You'll have to go back. I'm in Galatians right now. Um, and Galatians is pretty short, so um, I think I only have chapter six left. But <clears throat> Nice. Uh, yeah, my thing now has been, uh, so I turned it into a PDF huh. uh, so I can do it on my iPad. Oh, and, like and then I can and use stuff? the notation. Yeah, right. Yeah. Sweet. Highlight right, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's all on my iPad. Um, I would say it's searchable, which would be a sweet feature of the app that I use. And it is a feature of the app that I use, but I have such horrible handwriting uh, that they can't search my, my writing. It's just like, I don't. This just says Google garbage. That's what this word says. We can't search for it. So one day when I have better handwriting, when I grow up, um, it would be a really helpful feature. I can search for the notes that I've written about things. Yeah. Totally. You got this. Well, that's cool. It's really cool. Sweet. Well, we're talking about the wise and foolish builder today. Mm -hmm. Uh, These two accounts, uh, one found in Matthew, one found in Luke, but it's Matthew chapter seven, verses 24 through 27. And then Luke chapter six, verses 47 through 49. It's essentially the, the end of those, those chapters. Um, both of these accounts come right after what we call the Sermon on the Mount. Um, of course, Matthew's famous Sermon on the Mount, 5, 6, and 7. Um, and then this kind of shows up right after this. So there's some things that these verses cover that ref- are reflecting back to the sermon teaching. And then Luke is the same thing. It's just not as long. It's condensed and just bits and pieces of the Sermon on the Mount. Um, but that's where this parable shows up. So if you have your Bible, um, go ahead and take a moment and read these verses because we think it's going to be helpful to the conversation. Um, but we don't read them necessarily here on the podcast because we want you to spend time with Jesus. That's more important to us than us reading the verses. 
Um, so uh, please spend some time with Jesus and see what Jesus has to tell you through these things. Because the chances are what Jesus has to tell you may be different than what we've told you. <laughs> and what Jesus has to tell you is definitely going to be better than what we're telling you. Uh, so we highly recommend you spend some time with Jesus in relationship reading his Bible or reading his words recorded in the Bible. It's probably a better way to say it. Uh, but let me give you kind of just a brief synopsis, for lack of a better term, um, uh, what's happening here. So synopses? I don't know. Would that be two synopses together? <laughs> synopses? <laughs> sorry to like distract you. You were just about to go. Ah, sorry, man. I have no idea. Uh, so Jesus, like I said, Jesus just coming out of the Sermon on the Mountain. Sermon on the Mountain is like a bunch of chunks of scripture of like, hey, live life this way. And if you look at all these things, it really is aligning yourself with loving God and loving people and how to do this well. Um, and then he kind of towards the end gets into purpose of life. He starts talking about knock, seek, you know, ask, seek, knock, and the narrow and wide gates um, and how to get to a life with Jesus. Comes into the parable of the wise and the foolish builder. Simply, uh, it states, I'm just going to read this one, actually, I think. Yeah, it's, it's really only short. Five verses. Real short. Uh, it says, and I'll read it in the the um, message version just because, I don't know, gives a little bit of flair. Gives a different perspective on something you've probably heard a thousand times. Um, but the words I speak to you, this is Jesus again talking. Because remember, we said this is going to be about Jesus. And Jesus said in an Andrew's Bible, the words are read. Um, These are the words that I speak to you are not an incidental addition to your life, homeowner, homeowner improvements uh, to your standard of living. Definitely different than than uh, normal translations. Yes. This paraphrase version is going to expand a little bit on it. Um, he says, they are foundational words, words to build a life on. That's a good word right there. Um, if you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who builds his house on solid rock. Rain pours down, the rivers flood, tornadoes hit, but nothing moved that house. It was fixed to the rock. But if you use uh, these, but if you just use the words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you are like a stupid carpenter who built his house on sandy beaches. Um, when the storm rolled in and the waves came up, it collapsed like a house of cards, uh, which is a show on Netflix if you haven't watched it yet. Uh, it's not recommendable anymore. It used to be good. Now it's garbage. Um, not to sidetrack ourselves, but that's essentially the parable. Yeah. And the words that Jesus is speaking to here um, are are these these commandments he just gave us um, throughout the or ways of living. How do we love people well? How do we um, uh, love our enemies when we don't want to love our enemies and those are out actively you know are against us and trying to harm us? Um, judging others and how not to judge others. Mm. Um, that was Jesus' words, by the way. Do not judge or you too will be judged. Some people take that of like, I'm okay with being judged. You, know, you moron, you're not. <laughs> Don't say stupid things. <laughs> um, but that's that's the words that Jesus is referring to of like, hey, th- if you apply these things to my to your life, you're going to be you're going to be standing firm, um, right. because nothing's going to sway you left or the right. Um, you're you're going to stand firm on on solid spiritual truth, um, compared to those that just read these words and forget them, um, or you know, as James said, or reads you know or in this case are listening to Jesus commands of how to live this life. Um, these words of truth, whether they're recorded in the Bible or, or not uh, for the listeners here, they're not for us. Thankfully they are, but um, 
Are we applying this truth to our lives and these specific truths to our lives uh, so we have foundation? Or are we like the stupid carpenter that built his house on sandy beaches? Which, like, let's be honest, sandy beaches sound pretty sweet. They sound nice. Like, you're like, man, living on a sandy beach, that sounds like a great deal. But we can't live in vacation mode all the time. That's not real life. That's not purpose. That's not mission. Um, that's just enjoying the... the um, the beauties of our life in excess uh, and not getting down to the mission that God has placed in our lives. Um, that's a good word right there. I didn't think about that beforehand, but we'll what? take it. Getting into the mission that God has placed in our lives. Yeah. We can't live, we can't live vacations all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely, man. And like the idea of just chilling on a Sandy beach all the time, well, it's good when it's when it's some of the time, <laughs> you know. Just like you said, we can't live vacations all the time. That's not the purpose of life. Yeah, because I guess it loses its its awesomeness. Yeah, totally. I mean, for lack of a better term, you do it all the time. Like, dude, you live in Colorado Springs, and I remember. So I moved. You know, I lived there like seven years, and and I'd never lived in Colorado before that. And uh, I remember, I forget who it was, but I remember talking to somebody pretty early on and just being like man, every single day I look at Pike's Peak and every time I see it above the city there, it just like blows my mind. You know, it's like amazing to look up at. And I forget forget who it was, but they were just like, oh, like, you know, after a while you won't notice it. And for me, that was never true. I was like, no, every day this is amazing. But I did get used to being in Colorado, did get used to having access to things that a lot of the country doesn't have access. I don't mean weed. I mean, hiking and fishing and being in the Rocky mountains. Um, <laughs> no, that's funny. I forget that we have legalized. I know. Here. I know. But like, um, I always know. forget to go around people that aren't from here and they're like, Oh, you like the weed. What are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? You're like, no, I just My live in that like state. Come on. Not the neighbor you're talking about. It's a big state. Different neighbor. Yeah. But but no, I was going to say, so, you know, I've been watching Survivor and, uh, and in one season I was watching, it's always on like islands in like warm places. And last season or two seasons ago, which was six or seven, I don't know. They, one of the tribes built a really cool shelter, but they built it like out on the sand and, and it was fine when they built it at the area they did, but it was like summer season and the tide must've been overall low when they built it because it kept coming up and up. And so pretty quickly, like, like a weekend to, to the new season of survivor that I was watching, they, they literally were spending like a lot of their day, like repositioning logs and trying to build like sand walls and all this stuff to protect their shelter. So pretty quickly, that's all they were doing, you know, cause they like the foolish builder, like the stupid carpenter, as the message said, um, had built their house literally on sand and way too close close to the natural disaster that is the ocean and the tide coming in and out in and out you know like they hadn't taken that into account and they're like no no this is great like prime beach spot you know and then one big storm two big storms and bam the water is at their door you know um but dude i to get a little bit less metaphorical like the I mean, there's two foundations outlined, right? The stone and the sand. So I guess we'll stay metaphorical. But um, you start playing different things out over time and you start getting different results. Like if 
If your entire goal is, I just want to make as much money as possible, then maybe you do it. Maybe you're a billionaire, but your goal when you get to be 75 or 80 is like, I don't want to die because I've based my life on money and I finally have it, you know, like I finally have all this stuff and I got to protect it and keep it. And that's, that's been my goal and I want to see it grow and I want to pass it on. I want to use it so I can get back to that Sandy beach or whatever it is. But Mm -hmm. if that's your whole aim, then shoot like stock market crashes you built on sand, you know, you thought it was rock, Mm -hmm. but have a sand and and you're going to feel it pretty quick when that type of stuff comes up. So it just made me think of, of survivor and the literal sand building. Um, but also like, you know, over time, what you, what you build on becomes apparent, I think, whether you want it to or not. So what are your thoughts on that? I think it's great. Like just keep thinking about, When, when we live a life that it's all about what we want, when we want it. Um, you end up in a place like the stupid carpenter on the sand. Like, well, I wanted to live in paradise. I wanted to live life this way. Um, so I'm going to live life this way um, because it's my, it's my relative truth. Um, at some point it's going to fail you um, because there is an absolute truth and that's Christ and Christ's ways. Yeah. Um, you know, and even going back through and, and I was reading through, as you were talking, I was reading through or just scanning through, I guess, the, the Sermon on the Mount and just the principles that Jesus just taught before making this parable or this illustration come to life. Um, like the Jesus life is 100% about relationship with Jesus, right? We've said that here on the podcast so many times yeah. um, and we'll keep saying it because it's the key to this Christian life and yet for whatever reason we choose not to embrace it. Uh, and then we find ourselves in these places where we're like, man, everything's falling around, you know, apart around me. And I feel like my life's falling apart and I've lost hope. And um, I'm trying to, you know, sh- you know, shovel the sand back up around my house and it's all blown away, whatever the illustration plays out. Um, but when you find yourself in deep relationship with Jesus and focusing on Jesus things, um, which is, Hey, he wants you to live this life this way. And, you're confused on how to do it. Like, for example, loving your enemy. That's a hard one. I don't know if you've ever had an enemy listening, but like people don't like you. And for whatever reason, they don't like you. And, you know, they're out to get you, not out to get you like the boogeyman, but um, they're not going to help you in any way and probably do things that are going to harm you in some ways. Yeah. That's an enemy. But the principle of loving your enemy, like that's a hard principle to embrace. Mm-hmm. Um, like what do you mean you have to love them? Man, there's like justifications out there. You don't, you know, you have to love them, but you don't have to like them. <laughs> okay. Whatever. <Yeah. laughs> like, I don't think that's possible. Um, I'm sorry. Um, but you walk with Jesus and that's the question back to Jesus. Jesus, I just, I just don't know how to do this. Like I'm, I'm reading, you know, what you've said here and how I'm supposed to turn the other cheek and, and all these different things. But I, I just got to have been harmed here. Like, how do I get over that? Like, those are the conversations you have with Jesus. Let him disciple and lead you um, to a stronger foundation in life and then do what he's asked you to do. I think the piece that we miss is we think that the Christian life is just about reading God's word, understanding it, um, and doing my best to apply it to our lives. You're like, no, like you're missing a big step in there. It's relationship with Jesus. Like he's not asking you to do this by yourself. He's not asking you to, it's all up to you and your, you know, your ability to be morally right than others. Um, it, it's about relationship with Jesus. Let him be the source of it all. 
um, when we look at uh, Luke's version of this, this parable comes right after these words of Jesus. And he says, you know, no good tree bears bad fruit and nor does bad trees bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. Uh, a good man brings good things out uh, of a good stored up in his, the good stored up in his heart. An evil man brings out evil that's stored up in his heart for the mouth speaks. What is the, what the heart is full of? Well, I don't know about you, but my heart is evil without Jesus. Um, my heart is is sinful and self selfish and self focused without Jesus, and it's Jesus's job as I walk in relationship with Jesus to continue to change me and mold me into who He's called me to be, and to cut out the bad parts and to you know improve the good, and even to improve you know cut out even good parts to make them better. Right, the pruning process of John fifteen. Yep. Um, like. So there's that piece of two of, of, of these verses of like, it's relationship with Jesus. That's where good comes from because in all reality, good on my own is not possible. I know me. I know the thoughts that run through my head. Um, and if I practice any of those thoughts, like I'd be a horrible person. That's how the world would see me. Um, but by the grace of God and, you know, me finding salvation through Christ and relationship r- restored through Christ's sacrifice, like I get to see Jesus do work inside my heart and change who I am. Um, so I'm more like Christ. Um, as I go through this life, which gives me the ability to stand on a firm foundation Absolutely. because I've walked with Jesus. Yeah. The problem is we don't walk with Jesus. Uh, we, we do everything but that. <laughs> like the crazy part is like we spend time reading the Bible. We spend time even going through a prayer list and yet we do all those things without relationship with Jesus because that's just what good Christians do. And we miss relationship and relationship is the key to everything. Um, like that's the, that's the secret sauce to this Christian life. Um, um, it is the secret sauce and man, I'm sorry, I thought you were around. Oh, I, my dog barked. Uh, my brother-in-law has his amazing puppy over here. So Clementine's really fired up. Clementine's my dog. If you're just listening. Um, but I was just going to say like, yes, there, there's the head knowledge of I'm reading the Bible. There's the heart guidance of I'm spending time praying. And then there's the the doing of, of things. I'm spending time with the Lord and then there's the doing. And I think, so we might end up just talking through all of Matthew 7 by the time we get done with this, but that's okay. Because uh, right before those verses about the tree and its fruit that are in Matthew and Luke that you were talking about, um, this was said, it says, enter through the narrow gate for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter through it, but the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life and few find it. Um, I was just like, you know, this is just such a good analogy of how you live out these words. Um, if you just go with the gentle tide, you just go with the flow and say, Oh, that's fine. That's good. Yeah, this is the way we do life. That's this is the way pu- culture is pushing me, um, and it's just always easier to go uh, with the flow than against the flow. You know, it's easier to just stay in the mainstream and 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 not get out, not take the little side path, not worry about it. But everything Jesus is outlining in in the chapters before this, in the Sermon on the Mount before this, is contradictory to normal. You know, it's, hey, if your enemy hates him, hates you, pray for him. 
Like pray fervently without ceasing, like real prayer, like pray for their good, even if they hate you. And even if they're actively acting on it, um, that's like, nobody wants to do that. If, if somebody hates you, the last thing you want to do is pray for their good, you know? Um, but it's probably not really about you that they hate you. It's probably more about something going on in their life and Jesus saying, Hey, pray for them. Um, cause it's not your job to take out judgment anyway. Um, also just the reality of two different foundations. If you, man, if you've ever physically, I know you've built stuff before and like to build something strong is always harder than to build something quick and easy. You know, you can throw a structure up real easy on the sand because you don't have to do all that pre-work of like digging down in the hot weather and pouring concrete and letting it dry and making sure it's level and all those things. Because the reality is quick building is easy, but it doesn't last. Uh, Things that you build that are solid last, you know, and I liked what you said about out of the message. Like these are words to build a life on. That's cool, man. Like these are words to build a life on, but it's not going to be easy. Uh, It's not guaranteed to be easy. It's going to be better. It's going to be better than the alternative. That's for sure. But, you know, the early church called themselves the way. They weren't, they didn't say, yeah, we're Christians. They didn't, like the the very early church after Jesus died, they were just known by others as the way. And it's pretty cool. Like we just practice the way of Jesus. We follow in the way of Jesus. We follow his teachings and, and try to live them out. And everybody noticed. That's why they got their own name. They didn't just quietly live these lives that nobody picked up on as being different. It was like countercultural to a crazy degree and everybody thought they were lunatics, you know, but they just kept growing and growing and growing. So, um, yeah. I don't know. I think well, countercultural like, is good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is where Christians get themselves in trouble is, um, we try to build the things quick, meaning we try to represent Christ, um, or try to put the image that I'm a follower of Jesus out there without actually doing the work to follow Jesus. So, oh yeah, I read my Bible every day. Not only that, I take a picture of it and post it to Instagram so I can be inspirational to other people to do the same thing. Um, Not necessarily the relationship, right? Um, The other thing is like, well, if I go through this list and I just do all these things, I'm a good Christian. Um, So like, I'm just going to love people well. But the problem is if Jesus hasn't done the heart change in you, um, hasn't done the work in your heart, like you're doing it all on your own ability. And eventually that ability is going to fail you, right? That's where this, this whole piece of the Christian faith that we, uh, we feel like it's a burden. We feel like this, this heavy weight that we're carrying because we're trying to do it on our own. I'm trying to be a moral person on my own rather than on Christ's ability to form me into who he's called me to be, uh, right? So it's, it's the whole idea you're talking about of like, yeah, to build great things, to build a, a, where you truly love your enemies, yeah. to build that into who you are, mm-hmm. to where you're truly you know, loving those you come in contact with for the sake of the, they get to experience Jesus like you've experienced Jesus. To do that well, yeah, that takes time. That's a, that's a molding that Jesus starts to shape inside of you. And there may be things he changes in you that don't directly, or at least you can see directly have impact on loving your enemy, um, but the things that you had to deal with now so you can love your enemy later. Right. There's this this journey of relationship that Jesus takes you through that we like to skip. Well, I I love my enemy all the time. I don't have to like them. We don't spend time with them or be around them at all. But no, I love them. You're like, no, those are empty words. Like, (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, Like, you can, 
And I think that's the biggest issue with Christianity is we put on this facade um, or these masks or these whatever, these um, representations of ourselves that aren't not, aren't actually true, that we're just trying to do the work on our own. And we miss out on um, the ease of loving your enemy when you're in relationship with Jesus. And you've dealt with hurt, you know, past hurts and pains and ways that you felt that, you know, justice wasn't done in your life. And you've walked with Jesus through those things and dealt with those things and dealt with the unforgiveness of those things. So you can get to a place where, yeah, I can, I can love so-and-so. That's, that's not hard at all. Um, not because anything, not because they deserve it, not because anything that you've done on your own. It's, yeah, Jesus has taken me through this journey and I'm now in this place where, yeah, I can actually love this person without issue, without any grudges, without any, you know, God, I'm loving him, but I don't actually like him ideas in the back of your mind. Yep. Um, like Jesus is bigger and more powerful than all those things, but it's relationship with Jesus. You gotta, like Andrew said, you've got to, to take the time to build something strong. Yeah. Um, and that's spending more time with Jesus. And, excuse me. Um, walking in relationship with Jesus and letting him speak into your heart and doing the things he's asking you to do um, in those moments. Um, so he can continue to shape you into who he's called you to be. And you can be a good tree that bears good fruit rather than yeah. a bad tree that thinks it's bearing good fruit. But in all reality, um, you've missed the Jesus piece of all this anyways. And Jesus is like, dude, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, like, what, why do you think this was the solution? Yeah. Yeah, man. And I mean, you know, I, I've talked about this before, but John sixteen thirty three, like, uh, in this world, you're going to have many troubles, but take heart. I, Jesus, have overcome the world. You know, I inserted Jesus, but that's who it was about. Um, that's who said it. And the reality is, yeah, at the end of this this kind of uh, parable, it says the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against the house and it fell and it was great in its fall. Um, and great was its fall. Sorry. But stuff comes up. Things get hard occasionally uh, or often. Depends on what season of your life you're in um, and what the circumstances are. But but we know this. We know there's going to be trouble in life. And we know that eventually our foundations will be revealed in, in different ways. And the beautiful thing is, like, it's not a it's not a stagnant thing. It's not that you just make a choice once to to live for yourself and then you always do. You know, God is full of grace yeah. and is constantly calling to us, constantly trying to do things in our lives to bring us back to him. Um it might be that you've lived for Jesus in the past and you you're taking a taking a hiatus. You decided, "No, I'm going to take a vacation from work, but I'm also going to take a vacation from this Jesus life." And Maybe that stretches into a year or five years or 30 years. But you know what? Your foundation might have been on something wrong, but as long as you have breath in your lungs, yeah. you can rebuild. It's not a stagnant game. It's no not reason. a, I don't have hope anymore, so I could never have hope. It's, hey, I forgot about my hope or I got distracted from it or I got yeah. caught up in all the other yeah. things. And and guess what? Jesus is right there calling, saying, like, come back to me. There's a new chance to build. You've learned some things in this season. Let's apply them to this life with Jesus. Let's apply them to to what God wants you to be. And none of those things you learned were on accident. Um, of course, God doesn't want us to live apart from Him, but He can use everything for His glory. Uh, everything that we've we've done or learned or been doing or, or thought, um, those things can be seized and taken captive and and turned right back to God and used to lead others back to God that maybe Josh and I can't reach. Yep. So. Yep. 
there's hope. There's hope. Like even if your foundation's on sand, even if you just got hit by a time typhoon and everybody around you realized it was built on sand, um, there's still hope. Today's new day. Tomorrow's new day after that. You know, um, turn to the one who can help you build on rock. Don't live on the sand. It's not that good anyway. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Yeah, and you know, we say this almost every episode and, and we genuinely mean it because it, it is where we find hope. It's our relationship with Christ. You know, that's what he went to the cross to restore is this ability to talk to God Almighty um, in a way that a child would talk to their, you know, healthy father. Um, like that's that's a beautiful picture, right? And I know that's hard for some of us because, you know, you don't have that image of a, of a great dad, but um like if you can think of the best experience it could be in terms of being protected, being supported, being encouraged and being challenged. Like that's what our relationship with Jesus is. Like that's what, what we have access to now if, as he shapes us and molds us. And, you know, you could be sitting there and saying, you know, you know, God will forgive me even if I keep chasing after these other dreams and I'm building this house on a sand. Um, and, and that's true. 100%. Yep. God is just waiting for you to return. Um, and it's not a matter of you have to behave better. It's a relationship return. Are you returning a relationship, re- recognizing the way you did it wasn't working? Well, be, <laughs> and then you need to, to the focus heart, in a right? relationship with Jesus it, and let him. It, I mean, yeah. all that comes, but you're, it's relationship. It's the, where's your motivation to do what you're doing anyway? Mm-hmm. You know, sorry to cut in. Mm-hmm. But here's what you, here's what you miss when you're chasing after all those things is you miss the purpose that Jesus placed you here for, the purpose that gives you the full life, the purpose that blows you away and how Jesus has used you. And then it also affects the next life, right? Like Jesus is clear that we build our treasure, treasures in heaven. Um, so the investments that we make in relationship, the, mess, the investments we make for the sake of the gospel and the kingdom and the Great Commission coming to be in people's lives, uh, like those are the things that, that we store up in heaven. Um, you know, in ultimate relationship with Jesus where, you know, sin is no longer a part of the picture. So we're 100% focused on Christ. Um, and I think we, we miss on all that because we, we want to chase what we want to chase. Now we have this idea of like, in I man, man, I used to think this all the time in high school, right? You're like, yeah, yeah, Jesus, I know what you want. And I know how you want me to live this life. And I know the things you want me to pursue and I'm going to do those things. I'm just going to do those things later. Yeah, um, how much life you're missing yeah. out on now because right. you're choosing to do it later. Right. Um, so you're, you know, you're trying to build this business and you're focused, so focused on this business that you're trying to build. And that's all that matters now. And you, you even like talk about God in your business and you start every meeting with prayer, um, all the things that good Christians do, um, but you're missing relationship with Jesus. Guess what? It's pointless. It was a waste of time and you built it on sand um, because Jesus had bigger pictures for it all. Um, and I know that's hard to hear. I don't say that um, flippantly. Like I, I get when we have dreams that we have and we have to submit them to Jesus, there's a death that comes into play there. Yeah. There, there's a piece that, yeah, I'm, I'm dying to self and what I want in my dreams for what Jesus wants. But when you're in relationship with Jesus, man, those things are just, they come naturally. You don't have to like declare we are this, or I am this kind of leader. You don't yeah. have to declare it. Mean, it just happens. Like people know, Oh, Josh is about this or Andrew's about this or so-and-so right. is about this because they just watch your life. And because you're walking with Jesus, those things just ooze out of you. I'm yep. um, like, yeah, you're going to love people that have harmed you. You're going to, you're going to take the hit um, in relationship and people are going to see you take the hit in relationship. And they're not going to be like, Oh, 
Josh is so awesome. He took the hidden relationship. They're going to be like, man, I know Josh, and he's an idiot. And he would be ven- vengeful if he, he wanted to be. But Jesus is doing something there, and he's not vengeful. Um, so let's give Jesus the credit. right? But those things only come when we walk in relationship with Jesus because it's correcting behavior in those moments, right? You're like, man, I'm going to freaking give it to him. And Jesus is like, hey, 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 remember what I did for you? Like, I want I want them to experience what I what you experienced. Yep. Um, I want you them to feel the forgiveness and relationship just like you experienced those things. Um, and you doing this is not going to help in that process. And you're like, but Jesus, did you not see what they did? And he's like, yes, I saw what they did. Of and course I saw. Like, vengeance is mine. It's not yours. Yeah. Um, and I still love them deeply, and I'm going to forgive the sin if they ask for that forgiveness, just like I did for you. Um, you're like, but Jesus, I don't think you fully understand. And, and he's like, Josh, you don't understand. Let me explain it to you in another way. And you're like, okay, I get you. I'm with you now. Uh, I so understand. True. Dude, that, um, that line of let me explain it to you in another way is like, it's so true. Like, I don't I don't think either of us sit here trying to talk about this Jesus life from reading or experiencing things once. <laughs> I didn't read the Sermon on the Mount one time and say, I have this mastered. I'm good. No, I've read it. I've read it a lot of times. You know, Josh, I used to teach through it every every year in youth group. And I'm far from mastering it because it's not up to me to master. Mm-hmm. But they're lessons that mm-hmm. I can build a life on. They're lessons that, man, if there's just one chunk of scripture to read and reread and reread and think about and apply to your life, pick the Sermon on the Mount. Those three chapters, shoot, I don't know if you have a good memory, you might be able to memorize it over time. I never have, but I've read it a lot of times. But reality is it's it takes time and practice and, and it's a grace-filled process because every step along the way that you're trying to love your enemy, well, you might have a bigger enemy tomorrow. You might have a, a more intense infraction that they cause the next year. You know, um, it's actually, I guarantee you, you will, um, because you start leaning into something and trying to take ground in your relationship with the Lord. And the enemy's like, oh, I wasn't even really doing anything there, but here's a real challenge. You know, <laughs> like I'm going to change these circumstances a little bit. And, uh, you think you're good at forgiving people. Well, try it six months from now, you know, like, <laughs> but it's filled with grace on the other side. Um, on the other side, the Lord's like, yeah, I'm going to teach you. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to give you the strength to actually forgive. Uh, you know, that whole thing about have no anxiety, do not worry. Um, do not worry about this life. Um, well, I'm going to throw a pandemic into the mix. I'm going to allow that to happen. Not that God threw it in, but I'm going to allow that to happen and cause tons of stress and strain on the, on our culture and our world. Um, but guess what? All the things that, that Jesus said, all the things he taught are still true and, and you can still apply them. Uh, but the Lord will give you the grace and the strength every step we take to, to actually apply them and to see them play out and to see them get real more real in your heart and mind over time. Yeah, that's good. And like, you know, even going through um, the Sermon on the Mount, so it starts in Matthew five, five? five? Mm-hmm. Um, It's five or six. Now I'm confusing yeah, five, myself. Five, six, yeah, and seven. Five. Yeah. Starts the Beatitude. Um, I was thinking it ended in eight, and then I was like, what? Then it has to start earlier or later. Um, but even going through those those principles, and Jesus knocks them. Now, 
most believe that this wasn't one long sermon. You know, these are just truths that Jesus spoke throughout his ministry and Matthew put them all in one place, but um, it could have happened where Jesus one long sermon. It's a long sermon. So you better be in for it if you're going to sit down and read it. But um, even in the midst of that, it's not like, okay, we'll use, because we're in seven right now, we'll use seven one, which is do not judge or you too will be judged for the same way you judge others. You will be judged uh, with the measure you use. It will be measured to you. Then he goes into, dude, you got a huge log in your eye. There's a speck in your brother's eye. How you deal with your log first, right? That's mm-hmm. the idea. Um, even in those moments, it's not a matter of, oh, I just can't judge anybody. Remember, it's in relationship with Jesus. So it's not about what you can do or can't do. It's in relationship with Jesus. So here's the question to Jesus in that moment. Jesus, where in my life am I judging people? And who am I judging? And then the next question is, Jesus, why am I judging those people in that way? Like, what about me feels this need to place a judgment? And judgment is a big deal, right? Like, judgment is a final say, this is who that person is, right? It's not, well, you're doing wrong things. We're not talking about judging that way. We're talking about, like, you're placing a judgment on somebody. Judgment is a a criminal position, and it's a a, a not indefinite, it's a final decision. Like you've, the judges said you're guilty. The judges said you're not guilty, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's a big deal. Um, and this is what Jesus is getting to. Uh, so you start having those questions in relationship of like, oh, and then you start to pay attention to them, right? Um, so now it's, oh man, Jesus, I noticed, you know, yesterday I was talking with a coworker and I was, I didn't say anything, but I was having these thoughts in my head about judging that person in this way. Cause I thought they're being an idiot or I didn't like their views on, on whatever the views were. And then Jesus can start speaking into those areas. And then the question becomes, Jesus, how do I, when I'm in that situation again, how do I not um, jump to those conclusions? Like, what do I got to deal with about me, um, about just my wiring uh, to fix these things so I don't think of that stuff in the future, right? It's all relationship. It's conversation. It's back and forth with Christ as he speaks to these areas. It's not, oh, do not judge. And now it's 100% up to me to figure out how not to judge people. Like, we're very, it's, it's Scripture is clear. You have no power over sin without Christ. Um, so get back to that. Um, now, is there action steps or the things you actually have to do? Yeah, 100%. Like Jesus is going to be like, hey, do you remember yesterday when you were talking to so-and-so and you said this? And sure, it didn't feel like that big of a deal and they didn't react poorly to it. But man, were you doing the opposite of what I've asked you to do? Um, why do you think you you talk? Why do you think you talk down to that person in that way, or why do you think that you try to protect yourself in this way and you you lashed out in this way, right? Like it's those kind of things that start to happen in our walks with Christ. They're like, oh, I see what you're saying now, Jesus. I'm with you. Uh, or even loving your enemy, and you're like, God, I don't even know how this is possible. You got to get to the root of the issues, right? And Jesus is more than capable of getting to the root of your issues. Uh, he's pretty good at it, in my experience. Um, and not only that, he's really good at reshaping a lot of those things yeah. and you're like oh that's why i do these certain things is because i you know whatever it happens to be um so there's that piece of like going through these things is great it's really important um but make sure you're going through these things in relationship with jesus and not on a surface level of these are just good truths to live by um these should be um uh, propelling you towards conversation with Christ, um, asking these questions and listening to his answers. And he might even point out other verses. You're like, oh, that's right. There's that. And here's the other thing. I don't know a ton of, okay, I do know a ton of verses, like, <laughs> you know, chapter and verse, but I don't know every verse by chapter and verse. And yeah. I wouldn't say I know the majority of verses by chapter and verse, but there are going to be things that trigger if you're like, oh, like Andrew, you know, you just, 
Um, we're talking about, uh, I wrote it down because it was applied to last week because we covered it. Yeah. Um, no, the don't worry about tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, tomorrow is enough to worry about itself. Uh, I know Jesus said it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know exactly where it was at. Um, now I'm even questioning if Jesus said it. Uh, but yeah, he did. The beautiful thing is we live in the 22nd century. Is it the 22nd? Because it's, no, it's the 21st century. 21st. Because it's still 20, yeah, yeah. 21. Mm-hmm. So when we get to 21 something, it'd be the 22nd century. That's right. Uh, see, I learned. Um, so we live in the 21st century and you have a ton of technology at your disposal. And there's nothing wrong with using that technology. So I'm going to go to Google or I'm going to go to DuckDuckGo or I'm going to go to (laughs) whatever other Bing uh, search engine I got. And I'm going to type in verse about do not worry about tomorrow. And guess what? That verse is going to come up. Yep. Um, And then I can go through those things. that Jesus's words have already been recorded in that chunk of, of scripture. And I can apply those things to whatever Jesus is already teaching me in there. Like there's that piece that Jesus just moves in and out. And you see this in his ministry, right? He constantly is quoting. Um, Isaiah, and he's constantly quoting different parts of the Old Testament um, to prove his point now to a, a Jewish nation. It's the same true true in our walks. He's going to quote himself back to you, um, and you can grab those things, or you're going to quote you know another you know uh, New Testament writer back to you because he inspired that writer, um, right? There, there's that piece too, where you're not living in this wishy-washy world of whatever God tells me. And I get to define that. Um, like God's pretty clear on who he is and what he's about. Right. It's been thankfully recorded for us in what we call the Bible. Yep. Um, now the Bible isn't the authority. Jesus is the authority and his words just happen to be recorded here. But um, like we get to walk in the midst of those things and in conversation, in relationship and let Jesus do the work in our, in our hearts and our souls to make us into who he's called us to be. Um, there's going to be things you have to do. No doubt about that. Um, but let Jesus lead those things. Um, and let Jesus lead those conversations than rather of trying to do it all on your own because doing it all your own, eventually get to place. You're like, it ain't worth it. It's too hard. (laughs) And this is clear. My burden is light. Yep. Yep. Um, So in relationship with Jesus, those things are so much easier, so much easier. So we can't encourage you enough to be walking in relationship with Jesus. That's right. Those are words to build a life on. And and that's what the Bible's filled with. And it's a good thing to build a life song. Because I don't probably it seems like it would be. Um but I think it's a song. Yeah, I don't know. Just encourage you like work these things into your life and let your actions follow follow your heart so cliche. But as you apply these words to your life, you'll find that your heart slowly changes. And I think that's just through the grace of God to where your actions will be way more in line with this. And that's what I was trying to say Mm -hmm. is it's out of relationship. It's out of real commitment to, to the Lord and, and walking through different seasons in your life with the Lord and figuring these things out where suddenly we'll, you'll look up and you'll have a new trial, like the job thing I shared last episode. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. you'll have a new thing spring up that's like this intense or can be an intense source of worry but you'll find yourself saying no like god just taught me all these lessons and i'd be crazy to forget them in this moment because i gotta believe these things are true they were true then and and they're true now and he taught those to me for a reason so if i'm not applying these things in this new season where i could be freaked out by the challenges or the worries or whatever um like that's, I don't know, this Jesus life, it stacks, it builds, 
and it, and it grows and eventually your heart starts to change and your actions just become more natural to the point where you're like, no, of course I'm not going to lie, cheat or steal. Of course I'm not going to take out revenge on somebody. Of course I'm not going to worry. Of course I'm not going to blank, you know, fill it in. Um, cause the Lord equips us over time for the things that he knows we're going to face down the road. Um, I think, and, um, and through it all, he's good. So these are words to build a life on. And uh, I hope we haven't muddled them up too much. Uh, and if nothing else, take some time this week or in the coming week and read read the Sermon on the Mount. Because what we just described is basically the end of it, um, at least the Matthew version, where uh, Jesus is just reiterating, hey, use these words to build your life on. Then you'll be like the smart carpenter that built on stone not like the stupid one who built on the sand and uh, that's yeah. stupid carpenter. That's stupid carpenter. <laughs> no, you don't want to be that guy. And Jesus was a carpenter. So you can yeah. say stupid carpenter. You know, that's fair. You're like he probably knew one. He's like, don't be like Dale. That guy sucks. Yeah, don't be like Dale. <laughs> <laughs> that's stupid carpenter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And my final, th- my final thoughts are just don't, don't skip the step. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't try to not you know judge others less on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, walk with Jesus. Let Jesus mold you into that, yeah. um, because that's where the firm foundation is going to lie. Um, trying to do it on your own, you're going to look good for a little while, but it's going to eventually fail you. Because mm-hmm. let's be honest, life's too hard to do it on your own. Yeah. Um, it will eventually fail you. You end up just like the dude, the stupid carpenter sitting on the sand, being like, "Where'd my house go? <laughs> um, I wonder if he was there." That's my next question. <laughs> like, did he leave and come back? And he's like, "Crap." <laughs> My house was was it wasn't my house right here. It was right. Uh, oh shoot! All Mailbox is still here. Going. It was there. <laughs> Crap. Yeah. Or like he was there and he watched it happen, like the yeah. big bad wolf. Right. His house down. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be interesting, Jesus. What do you really mean by this parable? Yeah. But yeah. Hey, we have uh, one more parable. Will we think right now? There's going to be one more parable we're going to hit next week. I'm excited for this parable. I've been really excited for this parable, but I kept pushing this parable back because I wasn't ready to talk about this parable. Mm. Uh, I won't tell you what the parable is because you'll have to come back next week to find out. But uh, this has been something I've actually been looking forward to uh, for a while now. Uh, when we first even started the parable season. Uh, and I just kept pushing it back because uh, I want to tell you a lot about some dreams that are coming to be. Beautiful. Um, that nice. are exciting. But Yeah. Andrew, as always, my friend, it's good to talk to you. It's good to talk oh, to you, man. Dude, it's going to be good to see you. It's going to be possibility of seeing you face-to-face without a computer screen. I hope to see it's you in a few days. It's going to be good. And yeah, man, thanks for making this happen. Uh, as always, what like if you said, we try to record the next one live? Ooh, that could be good. You never know. It might happen. It might happen. All right, bro. We'd have to actually go to one of, you, one of the houses, though. Yeah. Well, we can make it happen. We'll see. We'll see. All right, bro. All right. Good to talk. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram. Or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. 
But seriously, thanks for listening.